Hello, everyone. I'm glad to have the boys back. Season two, man, what a journey season one was. We I, we don't have to say it as many times as we do, but Cleveland me thought it would be a short-lived thing at first, but it is not. We love the fan base. We love the passion. We love the all the guests that want to come on, the people that listen all over the world. It just it's just too good to simply shut down. And I'm going to talk, be a little cocky there when I say that. Without further ado, though, we all know we got Survivor Series coming up on Sunday. One of the premier pay-per-views all the way back to 1990 when Deadman made his debut. This is one of the brand versus brand. You don't get a lot of, per se, title matches with things on the line, but you get champion versus champion. And very excited about that because I think we have a pretty good card going especially with McIntyre and Roman Reigns being the main event. But without further ado, we're bringing back a brother, not from another mother, but the same mother, back on the show tonight. He goes on Twitter by Tricky Tones, B-G-T-E. He has the Bucketeers podcast, which if you want, he can explain a little. There have been a couple of changes there. It's a great show. Uh, they keep going on the rise strong. And we both are affiliates of Time Skew Network, so let me give you them a shout-out now both affiliated with at TSPN. You can find all our podcasts, including the Bucketeers, Cardboards, and Cracker Jacks that he also does. And, of course, Cleve and me at TSPN underscore on their website under podcast. Tones, glad to have you back for round two. How about it? Yeah, it's a uh, Friday night, a good night, fellas, to record. Uh, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Survivor Series right around the corner so um that'll be a good time as well so yeah bucketeers uh thanks for introducing that it's a bucks podcast had some big changes we cut some dead weight lately and uh we we got a new better co-host on the show so that was a big improvement there and then uh cardboard and cracker jacks is on a bit of a hiatus but other than that um yeah i just appreciate being on and i i'm excited to talk with you guys tonight about wrestling and Cleveland, I know you're cheesing over there because we're all great friends. This is, I mean, of course, me and him are brothers, but you're like a brother to us as well. We we were hoping to have Myron Chapman on, ladies and gentlemen, known as Ryu Kendrick, the wrestler, but we will get him in December with COVID and everything going on. We just felt that was the right move, but we want to give our condolences and shout outs to the big fella. That note, though, Cleveland, it is Friday night, man. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's actually a really nice day today. So I'm feeling a good mood. Uh, you mentioned Survivor Series is looking really good, and I'm ready to get into it. Welcome back, Tones. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And like I said, this group of three here has went back for a while, all the way back to our Eastern Illinois days, being in the same fraternity and now connecting in other ways. And it's it's hard to see everybody these days, but you can certainly connect, as we all know, with COVID through the Internet and everything. So I want to get right into it. We got a big Survivor Series match card coming up. And tonight, I just want to get right into it. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns contract signing. Now, really quickly before we dive into that heap of a battle, for the we are not wrong much on this show, Cleveland. But I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I did not think we thought Randy Orton would be dropping that title on Monday Night Raw, right? I agree. Um, it kind of makes me wonder what was the point of, Drew McIntyre even losing it in the first place. But I remember uh, we were in the group chat talking about it, and I was like, I don't think Drew McIntyre is going to win tonight. And I go to sleep, and I wake up, and I see Drew McIntyre as a champion again. So 
Yeah, I was kind of confused. Like, why did they just go through this hell in a cell match just for Drew McIntyre to win the title back? But I think SmackDown kind of spoiled it a little bit when Drew showed up on there to challenge Roman. And I was like, okay, maybe Drew will challenge Roman for the title at Survivor Series. And uh, it's me and, me and my brother, uh, Tones, were both watching that. And because uh, we obviously have Monday Night Football on a TV, wrestling on one, and hopefully a college football game we were watching, I just was shocked. And I, here's my reasoning for why I think Randy Orton won the title for just a short time, then Drew got it back. Randy Orton right now is focused on how many championships he's at 14 now. So he's getting closer and closer to that record. And I, I think when you have four matches versus somebody, a clean sweep would not do justice to Orton. He had to at least get one. So that's kind of why I think it was a quick turnaround. Now, did I expect it? No. Do I think Drew deserves the belt more at this point in time? Yes. Tones, I'm going to bring you in on this one. Um, I guess I'll just leave it simple for you. Do you th- would you have rather seen Randy and Roman at Survivor Series, or would you like that they went in the direction short notice of Drew and Roman Reigns? I think um, when we were talking a while back, I forget who, but I said that uh, Randy Orton was probably not going to have the title long and lose it soon. It seems like WWE is in a phase where they don't let um, their title belt holders hold belts for too long, honestly, right now. So it didn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, I wasn't shocked and, uh, I think it's the right direction they're going in. Um, you know, I don't think that Randy Orton to me holding the title, uh, it's nice. It's cool, but it's short lived. Um, you know, I I don't view it as a long-term thing at this point at, in time. I think he's a great wrestler. I just think he's so useful in a a lot of storylines at the same time, kind of. And if you're the champion, you kind of have to be tangled up into one thing uh, with one guy. So I, I think they made the right move here. I, I kind of expected this, actually. And it's a good point you bring up before I get Cleveland back in here because Randy Orton can do so many things um, without using the belt. He could easily rival the the Fiend next, and they don't have to have a belt feud. Or he can go when he had it with Edge. He does not need to have a belt. He can RKO people out of nowhere. And when you do, as much as I love Randy Orton, and I'm sad to see him lose the belt, I don't really mind it as much either because he's very versatile in what he can do without having a belt. So, like I said, we have this contract signing tonight, and it's between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. I just think it's going to be a phenomenal fight on Sunday. If people don't forget, I actually think this fight happened at a pay-per-view back in the day when Roman was a face and Drew was actually a heel. And it wasn't liked upon as much. So, you know, Cleveland, I want to – what is your opinion on I, – I was thinking about that today, and I'm like, man, this got booed. This match literally was booed at a pay-per-view. It was just a regular wrestling match, I remember, between Reigns and McIntyre. But like I said, they were flipped heel and face. How big was that change by either the characters involving themselves in that or the WWE changing them both? Because now we think it's one of the best matches in the business. Um. I think it was more of a WWE just allowing the characters to grow. I believe they had a match at WrestleMania. I'm, I believe it was when Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar. I think it was on that pay-per-view that Roman went against Drew McIntyre. And at the time, Drew McIntyre was sort of with Dolph Ziggler floating around, really didn't have any like major storyline going for himself, basically, at the time. And Roman Reigns was coming back from 
his cancer treatment coming back. So the fans were more open to Roman. Um, I think the difference is now that Drew McIntyre is a completely different wrestler than he was a year ago. He's more confident. Um, his swagger is just something about Drew McIntyre that he looks like the main event star on Raw. And Drew Matt, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, then Roman Reigns right now with the Tribal Chief, just Roman going heel in general, just changed the character of Roman and how people look at Roman. The, it wasn't that long ago when Roman was getting booed every time he talked, every time he did something, people just lit Roman Reigns up. So to see people cheering for Roman and getting Roman's t-shirts, and not even just little kids, even grown men like Roman Reigns now, and they were main people that did not like Roman Reigns. So I think it was more WWE just allowing their characters to develop and just build and just a creative freedom, basically. Well, and actually, it's funny. Me and my brother, now that I think about it, there was actually two pay-per-views me and him attended where Roman Reigns was booed. I know he was probably thinking the same thing about WrestleMania. I can't believe I didn't say that because we were both in New York for that. And that was the match, and they were both booed. And then, Tones, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he fought Jinder Mahal at a pay-per-view. Yep, at- yep. yep, he did fight Jinder Mahal. Who did uh, who did Randy Orton face at the WrestleMania we were at when the lights oh, – that's what I was trying to think of. That AJ Styles with the lights, with the AJ weird lighting. Styles. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's all the same mania. And I kind of just want to point out Cleveland's take real quick of uh, – They, you know, they're cheering Reigns now and they went from booing him. You know, this is the only sport, if you want to consider one, where the fans cheer on a person and then they eventually get tired of cheering for that person. So then they start hating the shit out of that person. And the next thing you know, magically, as soon as he becomes a heel, Everyone starts cheering for him again, even if they're a bad guy, and then WWE's forced to make him a good guy. So I feel like they're just in an awkward, never-ending loop of what the hell to do with people like Roman Reigns because it's like they're trying to make him a good guy. You have people booing him, then they try to make him a bad guy. You have people cheering him. It's like, you know, I, it's just funny. It's funny. Well, it's like a big show. He, he's flip-flop, I think, like 48 million times in his career from face to heel. We don't even – when he was in the prime of his career, people didn't even know what uh, – it's kind of like Braun Strowman. He actually – oddly enough, uh, Cleveland and Tones, he just went back to being face, and I, I don't get how they just change people all the time. But brings up a great point there of this one worked out for the better – obviously they, they both guys needed the change and I'm happy that it worked out for Drew. Cause we all know about his failed run the first time he was Vince's prodigy and man, when he wore that Celtic uh, outfit the other day and he had that sword, I actually saw in WrestleMania that he just wanted to come out in the Celt, you know, to make it a more emphasis on his character to get more appeal. And Vince McMahon actually gave him a sword from his own house that he, uh, He collects a lot of weird shit, I'm sure, but actually had that whole thing go down. So if you didn't see Monday Night Raw for anybody out there, the Drew McIntyre entrance, please do. It was a 10 out of 10. Uh, You know, Roman Reigns comes out, you hear his music these days, everyone boos. You don't get that hype from the sound. When you hear Drew McIntyre, you get those goosebumps and the skin starts to crawl. So we're going to come back to this match, I'm sure, because I want to get the predictions on all these matches for Survivor Series but I at least want to make sure we cover each topic before the, at the end, we'll give predictions and talk a little NFL since we have a fantasy football guy. And uh, also I forgot to point out 
if you are a fantasy football guy or just a football guy in general, please, Sundays on YouTube, 10 a.m. in the morning for an hour, him and who I call his boy Spaghetti Man, he actually has a real name, but that's my nickname for him. They run a great fantasy show for an hour long. They answer all questions, no matter where. It was fine dining. It it was fine dining. (laughs) Pride, it wasn't spaghetti. We know it was fine dining. Anyways, uh, just want to give them a shout out that they have a great hour. They answer all questions on YouTube. And then also on Wednesdays, my brother is running his own show where they kind of cover all teams in the NFL. You cover a few a week. For example, the first show was the other day. They, I believe they covered Baltimore. And if you want to help me out. Um, Chicago, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and uh, Miami. We had uh, a, a couple of good ones on for sure, and every week it's going to keep spinning. So be on the lookout for that. It, it's always a good time. And as always, we want to get back into wrestling, but I just want to point out this is a group effort by Time Skew. They, you know, a lot of us are we're a brotherhood here, and Cleveland, me, his podcast, along with the other guests we've had on the show, it's just a great thing. We can all feed off each other and help, be, help popularity. But anyways, jumping back into it. God, I'm getting off track. I'm just rumbling a lot. I bet the fans hate when I fucking do that. Sorry about there. I want to co- talk about a couple of stories real quick. Um, you, the, a couple of women in the WWE past and form. I want to give a shout out really quickly to Becky Lynch. Um, her and Seth Rollins actually had a photo shoot in the last week, which is a little weird when you're pregnant. But uh, she's close to popping, and I don't want to ask the question now because I want to save it for Donuts with Cleve. But I think we're getting her back for a Mania run, but that will come in a little bit. I want to say congratulations to Renee Dupree, former WWE worker employee. Now she has her own podcast. Her and John Moxley are having a kid. A little funny story on that one. The first person to find out besides Renee Young about it she was meant to text Moxley. She accidentally texted Bailey. So Bailey was the first person to find out about that. And number three, we want to say sorry to Chelsea Green because after doing more reading, she was supposed to have a huge push to fight for a championship, and she got hurt last week. Not by Nia Jax, believe it or not, but she did get injured. So a few stories there in uh, Cleveland. I just want to bring you in here and uh, – any reply to any of that, or should we just move on straight to Survivor Series? Uh, let's just move on to Survivor. <laughs> I thought I thought I heard a uh, Renee Dupree shout out in there somewhere. I remember that guy, uh, French Tickler, was his finisher. I think. Uh, Did I say Renee Dupree? I mean, if he popped out a kid with Moxley, that would be pretty impressive. I'm sorry, I met Renee Young. How how rude of me? Because she is beautiful, and I miss her already in the WWE. Last bit of news, though, before we move on to that, this is actually a big announcement, so I'm going to have to go against Cleveland's wishes of going right to Survivor Series. Starting the second week of December, the Thunderdome is on its way to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida. This is a big deal. Uh, the W and I like to. We have a Tampa guy here with his insight, big Bucks fan. So you're moving from the Orlando Magic Arena to Tropicana Field where they get full control up until baseball season. And I thought this was just the perfect move. At first they were talking about a couple amphitheaters or trying to like be a little bit like AEW and go outside somewhere. I think the dome is perfect. I want to first bring in tones on this one because you have familiarity, familiarity with the area. Do you think that was a good move by the Thunderdome? 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a good move because, um, you know, the WWE is its new headquarters will be in Tropicana for the time being. And the sleek state of the art virtual viewing experience of the showcase is moving to Tropicana. So that'll be a fun time. The thing with Tropicana is it has a dome feel to it. I know uh, when we went there uh, a couple summers ago or whatnot, we kind of said it felt like a Thunderdome, and, well, now it kind of is a Thunderdome. So it's kind of exciting to see uh, Tampa finally have something go their way. They've had some bad luck to this point. They've had a WrestleMania canceled. Um, you know, they've had a lot of good sports teams who just haven't been able to have fans, whether it's the Tampa Bay Rays or the Tampa Bay Lightning um, you know, now the Buccaneers are limited on attendance with Tom Brady. Even the Tampa Bay Rowdies, their soccer team was going to the championship and their championship season got cut short because of COVID. Um, so between canceling WrestleMania in the first place and whatnot, I'm happy that they're getting the Thunderdome in Tropicana. And hopefully that it, it involves, evolves uh, into WrestleMania being held in Tampa as well. That would be really slick if they were able to pull that maneuver of Tropicana having, um, you know, wrestling. And then eventually they have some fans at Raymond James Stadium for potentially whatever WrestleMania it is. I forget what number, but it's a high one. So, uh, yeah, it intrigues me a lot. The city of Tampa deserves that they're going to take care of the WWE. And a lot of WWE superstars and Hall of Famers, such as uh, Hulk Hogan, Charlotte Flair, Mojo Raleigh, they're all from the Tampa area, um, Titus O'Neil. So they're going to make sure that it does well down there for sure. And a lot of uh, stars in Florida. And I think it's a great place. Thank you, Tampa, for doing it. Cleveland, since you wanted to talk Survivor Series so much, I'm going to kick it back to you really quick here. And I want to ask you the simple question of this, because I just want to make sure I hit it correctly on the – Head here. We're going to go to our first match of the night. I'm not sure if this is going to be pre-show or in, right in the main card, but Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Now, these are two different characters, and actually, if we can all remember, I believe we saw this at a, paper, a former pay-per-view in the past. Uh, they weren't – I don't think either were champions. I think both were just annoyed of each other, so they had a feud, and it wasn't really that good. Similar to Roman versus Drew the first time. So, Cleveland, my first question to you is this. Do you simply think this will be a good match and the fans will get on board? Or do you think this will just be something where I heard rumors that this could be a Bobby Lashley, literally 30 seconds and out. I heard that as a rumor as well. Um, That could be a possibility. It'll make Bobby Lashley look more dominant. And also Sami Zayn sort of has this cowardly heel character going on right now. I don't know if you guys saw the Apollo crew match he had last week where basically he tied Apollo Crews up outside and got a 10-count victory. So right now he's more of the cowardly heel, and Bobby Lashley is just coming off this dominant performance against Retribution. He's looking like a badass. You know, he's carrying the United States champion with pride. So I can see that either – I can see that no more than being a five-minute match. You know, he put the hurt lock on him, and then that will be the end of it. And, yeah, I mean, I could. they are trying to push the hurt business in Bobby Lashley, so – I could easily see the possibility of, you know, he wants to go in there like Sami Zayn's being a little like weird baby about things and he just, boom, he lucks him up in the headlock and that's it. Tones, I'm going to move to you with this one. We have a tag team championship because we are going to get to all predictions, so everyone's going to have input on every match. 
with Tones. There's a tag team fight between Raw and SmackDown. It seems like uh, if we've been watching in the past that the Street Profits are starting to get this, you know, people are comparing them to the New Day and all this and that, and they're kind of getting tired of it. And it kind of seems like a little heel in them is coming out because they're kind of tired of the New Day. Tones, you see the New Day versus, uh, wow, the New Day versus the Street Profits living up to a uh, phenomenal fan-friendly fight. Yeah, I think so. I think they're uh, both incredible tag teams. And I think another cool thing is actually a year ago today, pretty much, I was at this Friday night SmackDown. Um, it was a good time. Cleveland was supposed to come, but his dog ran rampant, I think, or some <laughs> something happened with his uh, dog or TV. So that's another story for a good time. But anyways, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good memory. NXT invaded. It was the first ever try uh branded survivor series with nxt raw and smackdown and survivor series is my favorite pay-per-view every year i like it more than wrestlemania SummerSlam, uh royal rumble i just love the survivor series I, I i love the feel to it it used to have more of that competitive feel but i think the new day and street profits will kind of bring that back a little bit i think these competitors will make it more of that traditional Survivor Series feel that we've been lacking. Uh, I mean, last year's was really good, but before that, I think they shored up a bit. I think a matchup like New Day and Street Profits um, brings the fans what they need. And you hit it right on the head. We talked about it the other day of Survivor Series. We didn't want to really bash on it, but it's losing a little bit of touch because it just you have the pay-per-view, people win, and then boom, a week later, we're all forgotten and moving on. In our opinion, last week we were talking, they should have had draft involvement. Hey, if you win SmackDown versus Raw, you get a few more picks, blah, blah, blah. That was last episode. I won't get into it. But anyways, Cleveland going on to another match now with women involved here, Sasha Banks and Asuka. We've had this match also in the past before, but not to the stakes they are at now. I think Sasha Banks is finally hitting all cylinders and Asuka is on another run well-deserved. What do you think about this match? I think this match will also steal the show. Like we said, every time Sasha and Oscar meets up in a ring, it's always a, a great match. It's always, you know, great storytelling. And right now, you didn't mention Sasha is turning the corner with her championship. She's starting to establish her dominance on SmackDown, no longer having to worry about Bailey. So it is Sasha's show on SmackDown. And then we mentioned in the past, Oscar has just been dominating the raw women's division. So you have these two these two dominant women's in their representative division clashing for I can go, I think that would probably be the second best match on the card, I would call it. Second best on the card. Okay, okay. Calling it. I like that. Hey, and you know they both put on plenty of great matches, so I wouldn't be shocked by that nonetheless. Now, you know, besides that really we're getting into a lot of our main uh you know, Raw versus uh, SmackDown men and women. But before that, a little breaking news. The pre-show is actually going to be a battle royal between half SmackDown and half Raw characters. What the prize may be, I hope it's not just a simple trophy that they stick up there every year, which we never see after they win. But there is going to be a battle royal in the pre-show. Now, those are usually kind of fun. You usually see somebody show up that you haven't seen in a while or something. So, Hopefully it brings some excitement, but don't forget everybody. The preview starts at six central time, seven Eastern. 
then the pre-show starts at 6 Eastern time, 5 Central. So for all the fans out there, make sure you're tuning on Sunday because I know there's a loaded football schedule as well. But anyways, I want to move on to the Raw versus SmackDown. I'm going to give, since, you know what, I'm going to go back to you, Cleveland, here, and then I'm with Tones on the men's side of things. Cleveland, and we got in the women's elimination match on Team Raw, you have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana. Really interesting built team. On SmackDown, you have Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and, and uh, To Be Decided. So I don't really know who's going to be. They don't really know who's going to be. the. I guess we'll find out tonight on SmackDown who the fifth team is here. I'm just going to say really quickly, I'm not impressed by how they put these women's and men's fights together. I'm a little disappointed. I like the individual matches, but I'm disappointed in the Raw versus SmackDown. I guess, Cleveland, you just want to give me your opinion on the woman or anything I just said. Uh, I agree. Raw t- Team Raw is so stacked. Even just with Shayna and Nia alone, it's better than everybody that SmackDown is presenting. Like I said, I like Bianca Belair. I think she's a good wrestler. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot are they're just jobs, basically. They're just out there to make someone else look good. Um, the SmackDown women's division is not at its strongest right now. Neither division, really, but at least Raw has Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler and Asuka. It's more stronger on Raw than SmackDown right now. So, But there's a possibility that, you know, Lana could possibly be the sole survivor. We, um, she went through the announce table again for the ninth time. It's not- dr- it drives tones crazy. <laughs> and he just, it's like the same thing. The beautiful lady. <laughs> um, I, I literally, it's nine weeks in a row. That means it's been two months they've been putting this poor girl through the announce table every week. I don't know if it's a running joke by Vince McMahon or what, but I feel even if she is the sole survivor of this team, it doesn't matter. Her, her credibility has been damaged so much in these last nine weeks that it's like, and even if she does win, what do they, I guess another thing you mentioned too, what is the prize for being a sole survivor or something? Does she get a number one title match against Oscar? Like, I'm just, I'm confused on what do they win from this entire thing. You get released. That's your prize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with the way they're going, I would not be shocked by that, honestly. Um, you know, it, it, it just really bothersome. And uh, folks, we're going to have a couple segments here, just like at last episode, because again, uh, we, we have a lot to talk about and we have a great guest on the show. So we will be having a couple segments, but going back to it, I agree. I'm confused by the ladies and then tones moving on to the men's really quickly. I read team raw, AJ styles, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Riddle and Sheamus on paper sounds phenomenal. A lot of bad chemistry teamwork's been going on there. They're like, I don't know. They're making Team Raw hate each other for the ninth million time. We see this in so many Survivor series where one of the teams can't get on the same page. Anyways, then for Team SmackDown, you got KO. I know your guy, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and TBD. Now, I have a lot more to say on that to be determined, but for those five versus those four, do you see it shaping up to be a good match, or do you kind of think it's a hot mess? I think all these matches shape up to be pretty good. What I miss, though, is, like, the fiery moments of these matches based off of brand supremacy that we've seen Raw versus SmackDown in the past. 
superstars nowadays appear on each other's shows too much. I know they're trying to limit that, but they still do so many trades and so many drafts and et cetera that really kind of just waters down this whole Raw versus SmackDown type of thing. To me, if these shows uh, continued their paths, Raw stayed on Raw, SmackDown stayed on SmackDown, no exceptions besides November, Survivor Series season or say a once in a lifetime um, you know, money in the bank thing, or just under special circumstances, it would build a survivor series back up and it would make a lot more people excited for this type of uh, five versus five guys match you're about to have. And although it's filled with a lot of big names, um, I'm looking forward to it. I can understand why people are a little tired of it. If, if it's uh, built up with no importance behind the brands, but to this point, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a lot of good wrestlers in the ring at once. And, yes, with the men you have and the women, you have phenomenal talent on both sides. So no matter the team chemistry or what's going on, I think I can agree that at least what we see in the ring will be pretty impressive. Uh, and, you know, that takes us through the match card right there. But really quickly, after the break, we're going to have Donuts with Cleave, uh, the predictions for Survivor Series, and then our quick football segment, as always, we like to throw in when we can, especially when we have a sports guy on. But before we get to the break, I want to talk about the dead man. You all know I love my old-time wrestlers. You all know I never give up on the guys I saw as a child. I hold on to those old bag of bones like nothing else. Cleveland and Tones can attest to that all the time because they get sick. They want to see the new people, and I just hang on to the old guys. But anyways... He's coming back for a ceremony, and we talked about last week, we talked about this week. I guess, Cleveland, what is more likely, in your opinion, the dead man comes out, as we said last week, and the fiend interrupts it, and that starts a feud to mania, or could you see Undertaker taking the fifth spot on Team SmackDown and joining the Survivor Series? Because we did say he is old, and he can't fight a full match, so maybe this is where you could fit him in. What do you see as more likely now that we have a little more information? That's um, that's funny you brought that up because I actually read um, – I was reading Bleach Report earlier, and they, someone actually hint at maybe that last spot will be filled for The Undertaker. And if you remember, The Undertaker has more history on SmackDown than the other superstar because he, sp- he spent majority of his career on SmackDown. And a better way, the best way to cover up a guy that can't move around in the ring anymore is simply a tag match. Undertaker only has to be out in the ring for, what, two minutes? Boom, leg drop, man. Big boot, old school, tombstone. That's it. Nothing more from The Undertaker. That's it. Just keep it very simple. And don't forget, him and AJ Styles actually had a few earlier in the year at WrestleMania, actually. So, it's funny because AJ Styles is the captain of Raw. Wow. So, it's to, like, I do like the Fiend and the Undertaker feuding only because of the uh, a passing of the torch moment, but it would be real cool to see Undertaker represent Team SmackDown one last time. And I know I keep going back and forth on that. Tones, what would you uh, – you could answer both NAC. I guess what would you rather see, or maybe they're the same, or what do you think will happen? Do you think he joins Team SmackDown, or you think they're going to – a fiend rivalry buildup. 
Well, it's just tough because, I mean, what path is more predictable to this point? What rumor is more on the middle right now um, for you wrestling heads out there? I just want to hear that quick. What is the rumor? Cleveland, you answer that one. To me, it seems like um, I kind of heard the same with both, honestly. Um, well, the, the Undertaker being on Team SmackDown was somewhat new. This so has been newer information for sure. So you also you always got to take newer information because WWE always changes their ideas, always change mm-hmm. their minds before. So if we were going to go, then Undertaker on Team SmackDown would seem more of a realistic idea at the moment. And didn't they um, say this was Undertaker's last ride too? Like officially for the 80th time, this is his <laughs> last ride. So we'll see if that does happen. But I think at that point, yeah, I mean, I think it's wrapped, sealed, and delivered that he's going to be part, he's going to be in the Survivor Series match. I think uh, they're going to bring him back. And I think that they're um, going to put him in this match at all these superstars. And I think that would be quite the go out if Undertaker. Uh, was in this match at all these superstars uh, surrounded by greatness with greatness himself. But although Fiend Undertaker would be a nice match too. I mean, um, you know, you just have to think one of the best now against one of the best then. So either way, it would be cool. But I would appreciate if we've seen Undertaker in a Survivor Series. What would kind of be cool is, is if like some random got like announced as a team member and then something happened to him or something. And then the Undertaker had to come out in his place kind of like we've seen uh, with the Daniel Bryan and Miz thing way back in the day, um, either at Survivor Series or Bragging Rights. So, yeah, I think it would be cool to see Undertaker's the mystery man of the team. And I think that's another thing because we've seen that in the past where you might see somebody get in and then all of a sudden they get injured tonight and, you know, somebody's got to take their own. Here come nothing better than hearing the dung to the rescue. So my thing is, I want to see him either way. Um, I think if we're actually trying to put an end to The Undertaker, this would be a great way to do it. Is Cleveland said first, you could do his three moves and the match. And his tone said, if it's really supposed to be the last ride of the end of the end, let's have it be a Survivor Series. Now, the only reason I'm going to choose the other direction is the, one, to play devil's advocate, but two, to say, keep Undertaker in the business for a little bit longer. But uh, that's for another time and another place. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break real, uh, put a little song in the middle. We're going to take a little break. And we're going to get back with, like I said, Donuts with Cleve, predictions on the fights and football. We'll be right back. And we're back from break. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with the technical difficulty I had there for the second, and I hope you enjoyed the song. Anyways, we are moving on to Donuts with Cleve, our favorite second, and this week it's Donuts with Cleve and Donuts with Tone. So, as always, for the fans out there, as we have most weeks and as for our guests, we have three questions. None of them have been said to either guest and co-host, and they just give a donut scale, one to five, five being they agree completely, one being they say, hell no. And actually, last week, we got a couple zeros in there, so <laughs> zero to five, I should say. We're going to get into question number one. I brought up Becky Lynch earlier. The rumor is if she can come back in time, her and Ronda Rousey will build a feud to fight at Mania. So the question is, at WrestleMania, we will see Becky Lynch 
versus Ronda Rousey. Cleveland, to you first. I like the sound of that. Um, hopefully, it would be a very – it would be a tremendous boost to the Raw women's division. And we we still haven't got that match, actually. You remember two years ago, we were supposed to get Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, but Nia Jackson, her again, broke Becky nose, and they had to put that match on the back burner. We had a triple threat match with Charlotte Flair, but we never got that truly one-on-one -on -one match. So I think – if that is possible, then this will be, then this could, this will be worthy of headlining WrestleMania just because we want this. We, we was robbed of this two years ago and we deserve this as a fans. And it doesn't even really need a belt. So Tone, just the same question to you. You see this happening at Mania? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, happening. Absolutely. And I think it needs to happen. I mean, um, back in the day, uh, Survivor Series two years ago when uh, Becky broke into um, Raw, I want to say, and uh, mm -hmm. her and the Big Mama went at it, Nia Jax. Uh, I think that was just uh, someone's nose got crooked and there's yep. blood everywhere. Yeah, I think Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch just had spice to the women's division. And I, I'm just um, ready to see those two go at it. I think they're the best woman they've got. As Cleve said, we got robbed of it because Charlotte Flair joined a match as well. And although I do love the queen, Charlotte Flair, she's phenomenal. Um, she's honestly probably the best woman wrestler, in my opinion, that's probably ever been in the WWE. But at the end of the day, I think that the, um, the climax of the Becky Lynch Ronda Rousey match was all set on a platter and they ruined it. I really think they did ruin that. So hopefully they can make it right this time. And hopefully we can see a lot less of that big mama who just damages everyone, throws hot girls <laughs> through tables and breaks people's noses. <laughs> and, you know, we do, this would be such a boost. Not that the women there don't do great, but we all know we need a little lift and you don't even need a belt with that match. So just the magnitude of those two characters would be huge. We're going to keep it a woman's theme, actually, here with Donuts with Cleve tonight for the first time. All three questions will be surrounded the women. So, Tones, we're going to go first. Second question to you, but you're going to be the first response. Raya Ripley, the rumor is she is being called up. My question is this. Do you see her entering championships? In it? Actually, you know what? I just screwed that up because this is Donuts with Cleve. Raya Ripley will be fighting for a championship belt, Raw or SmackDown at WrestleMania. She will be. See, I used to think she was, and then all of a sudden, I don't know how accurate this is, but I was reading something where, like, the ratings behind Rhea Ripley have been tanking for whatever reason. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but it seems like they like her, and it seems like they've uh, had her on the path of uh, becoming the next big ladies competitor, but for some reason, it seems like the people perhaps might have lost interest a little bit. I don't know. I read something where the NXT bout this past Wednesday with Rhea Ripley um, was supposed to be a big deal, if if I'm not mistaken. And, no, you're somehow, correct. and somehow it just wasn't. I don't know why, because, I, I, again, I didn't get to judge it firsthand, so I'm not going to judge it. But that's just what I read, according to Brian uh, Shepard, my uh, go-to WWE insider on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see it happening anymore. I'd give it zero donuts. I'd give it a wow. big old donut. 
because uh, I used to think it had a really good shot at happening, but as we know, Vince McMahon is a guy who listens to the he listens to the people very closely. They uh, they were helpful in getting Rhea Ripley to the point where she is now, but at the same time, they might be the people who hold Rhea Ripley back of getting that big match when it's all said and done. And uh, yeah, just Brad Shepard, thanks for the great info again. And ladies and gentlemen, for the third or fourth time, we just got a zero. Wow. Hey, that's going to happen. Cleveland, to you, are you going on the zero? Are you going to be a hard ass or are you going to give this a couple donuts? Or what? I got to eat a couple donuts. I'll go one. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) With Tones, I felt that WWE fumbled the right, they fumbled the Riley Ripley character. Remember, she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania. A lot of people were very angry about it because that was supposed to be her moment to step over and become the dominant, especially since she was the NXT champion, too. So I felt after that, and then she hasn't really recovered from it because we haven't seen much of her. And if I'm correct, she came from the NXT UK brand, too. So her exposure to American fans are probably not that... A lot of American fans probably don't know her because let's be realistic. We want to be honest. Who watches NXT UK? I mean, I can name Walter. That's it from there. But no one really pays that much attention to it. And like I said, um, I don't. I don't want this to come off. Uh, I don't want this to come off sexist or anything. But it also has a lot to do with her, I guess, character and appearance. Basically, you know, like. Shayna Baszler, we know that. They look more like fighters instead of models. We know Shayna Baszler came from MMA. You know, we know her background. She's a hard ass. You know, that's the reason why she, you know, she looks the way she does. But it's like Ripley, it's like, you gotta, you gotta understand, this is an American crowd. Um, I don't, I just think it's not the connection. She doesn't have the connection with the American crowd. But her finishing move is really cool. I really like her finishing move. I think it's really unique. It's pretty cool. But I don't, I think the damage that happened at last year, WrestleMania losing to Charlotte Flair, I don't think it could be undone, in my opinion. Wow. And so, ladies and gentlemen, they gave me one donut to eat so far, which is just very piss poor. I'm going to, I don't know if it's because I'm hungry or I don't know if it's because I truly believe it. I'm going to give it three. Uh, here's why I think they're going to give Rhea Ripley the opportunity to show herself if she can compete for a belt. They're not going to just give it to her, but I believe they're going to have her, you know, cause the woman division's lacking right now without Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, they're going to give her some matches. They're going to give her a chance to prove herself. Peyton Royce worked herself in and out of that mold so quick. There's a lot of women working themselves in and out. So maybe they'll give Ripley a chance and she'll come through. So that's why I'm putting it at the middle. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying they're going to give it a chance. We're going to move to the last question, then we're going to go rapid fire with predictions on Survivor Series before we talk a little football. Last question of the night. It also pertains to WrestleMania since we've been on that theme. The Bellas are coming back, and I know Cleveland's pumped. You can look, but you can't touch. Yeah, I know you pump about it, Cleveland. He's really not, but I am. The Bellas will come out of WrestleMania Tag Team Champions. Cleveland, zero to five donuts, right to you. Um, I mean, I, that could be a four, but uh, again, um, the women's tag team titles are a joke, if we want to be honest here. Um, I think it's time for a little rant right now. 
I oh honestly, no, Cleveland's rants. I honestly never saw the hype on the Bella Twins. They are pretty face. Don't get me wrong. They are very beautiful. They are great for, I guess, promoting the WWE. But inside the ring, um, Daniel Bryan's wife, I can't. I still, I've been watching them so long, I still can't tell the difference between the two. But Daniel Bryan's wife, uh, Bree, Bree, yes, it's Bree. She's I remember when Brie came back, I believe it was two years ago. She almost broke her neck like two times doing a suicide dive out the ring. Nikki Bella, she had a great match with Ronda Rousey. That was a pretty nice match at Evolution. But can we realistically, are we going to honestly believe that the Bellas are really going to fix the women's tag team division? It, it's a joke. They created the championship belt during the women revolution to get, you know, to capitalize on the moment. And since then, it's become on the level of the 24-7 title. And then, like I mentioned, the Bella Twins are just – I never saw the big hype on them. They were – they're great on the mic, but in the, in the ring, they're shaky. And, Tone, simply I'm just going to bring this right over to you. And, God, my girl, my old Cena's ex-wife – I just not wife, but, you know, engagement. On to you, Tones. You see them coming out of WrestleMania with uh, five donuts and uh, two belts. Well, first off, Cleve hit it out of the park. Uh, the women's titles in WWE are just mismanaged to the point where who the hell cares? But oh, a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. They've ran yeah, that's fair. They've ran them into the ground. They were exciting. They looked nice. And, um, you know, they just fell off the earth. I feel like we don't even, uh, you know, I mean, they do a little better job of lately. I will say that. But for the past 18 months or so, it hasn't been pretty. But for the Bella's title chances to coming out of WrestleMania with the championship I give him as much of a chance of John Cena getting Bella back. I don't think it's going to oh. happen. I'm giving it zero donuts. They could move on, and so could John Cena. Just get him out of the WWE already. They're a threat to not only them, their own health, but they're a threat to other people's health. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, they're just bad wrestlers. They're bad wrestlers. They're great ladies and great-looking ladies, but they're bad at what they do. I mean – when you're bad at your job, you don't come back. So I, I don't see them uh, winning. You know, I know they teased a comeback, you know, a couple days ago, but I don't think that means anything. Maybe Vince will give them a couple bucks to, you know, flail on camera, but they're not going to come back and wrestle. They're, they're done. Oh, I'm just – I'm disgusted. Before you go, I do want to mention another thing, too, is that another thing about the Bellas, too. Oh, here we go. Another thing about the Bellas. I think people forget that they were stars during the time when the women's division was a complete joke. I don't know if you remember the WWE's Divas Championship. I love yep. YouTube video. The women's division, when they were the top dogs, were a complete mess. Yes, there were good women wrestlers, but there were none like Charlotte, Becky, Ronda. They were like, they were mediocre women wrestlers. And the Bellas were basically... It's like being on a bad team. You're putting up big numbers on a bad team. You're not going anywhere. Nobody's really paying you that much attention. So when they were inducted in the Hall of Fame early this year, too, that kind of pissed me off, too, because, first of all, they haven't even been gone that long. And then you, you, you shove them in the Hall of Fame. Why? What have they really to see in that time period? China finally was inducted in the Hall of Fame, but China had a better career than the Melina had a better career than the Bellas. It's so many more 
deserving women. Oh, don't don't Mar- do Maurice Maurice had a better career. Miz's wife had a better career. Honestly, I forgot those two were in the Hall of Fame. That discredits the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, oh. you, already, you already have that loser Drew Carey in it. Who else are you gonna put in? There, <laughs> yeah, like like come on. The Bellas were they were they were okay, but they were also there were big fish in a small pond. There was like really nobody worth, there's no big name recognition, but that's all I have for the Bella Twins. Sorry. And jokes, jokes aside, doesn't one of them have like a brain issue? To, didn't one of them have like a problem, a tumor or something in to, their brain? To be clear, one of them has to get cleared um, to be able to wrestle for, yes, yeah, something along those lines. So they're not. Keep your ass at home. Don't come back. Oh, my. You know what? I'm disgusted. I, I don't have enough time to rant on it, but shame on both Cleveland and Tones that, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a five. They're walking out champions, and they're walking out on top of the women's division. <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it here. I'm disgusted. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best segments of Donuts with Cleveland Tones we had in a while. I really had a lot of fun with that, but – we got to go rapid fire here, fellas. We don't have time to add extra length. So we're going to get in a little bit of a, the football discussion, as I mentioned, but we're going to go predictions. You're just simply going to give who you think is going to win. We're not even giving reasons why. We're giving predictions and wrapping it quick because we already do- dove into all the matches. And I'm going to start each time. I'm going to go to Cleveland and the Tones, and we're going to keep rotating in that manner. We're going to start with Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men. I'm going with Team SmackDown. I don't like what I see about Team Raw, and I'm just not happy the way they put the team together. Team SmackDown. I will go Team SmackDown too, especially with the rumors of The Undertaker being the final member. And I think um, with it being the 30th edition, 30th year Undertaker, I think Undertaker will come out on top. Yeah, I'm going blue brand as well. I think that The Undertaker comes out of a victorious uh, dead man in this one. I, I don't see Team Raw being able to keep up with King Corbin's lead SmackDown. <laughs> Clean sweep for Team Raw. You, or I mean, Jesus, Team SmackDown, you heard it here first. Moving on to the women's, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. I'll start again. Oof. I'm going to go Team Raw here just because they have too many dominating women. And I think t- Team SmackDown was thrown a little sloppishly together. Team Raw wins this one opposite of the men. Cleveland? I hate to do it, but I got to go Team Raw. Um, like I said, it seems Alana will be a sole survivor. And I really don't see anybody on Team SmackDown eliminating Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Sadly, this match probably won't even get to finish because Nia will probably injure everybody <laughs> during the match. But, yeah, I don't see her – I mean, I don't see her getting getting on – you know, I just don't see her getting pinned. So, I, I think she – I think they win. <laughs> All right. Quickly moving on here. USA versus Intercontinental. Lashley Zane, as fast as this combo I just had was, Lashley wins. Easy move on. Cleveland. The hurt business continues moving on. Bobby Lashley. Tones as as he keeps he's dying over there. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I make myself laugh. If I'm going uh, the hurt business as well. Hey, we like to have fun on this t- channel, so we appreciate all creativity and funny moments that we're definitely having tonight. Moving on quickly again, Asuka and Sasha saying this for one reason only. I love Sasha. I don't like Asuka. Sasha wins. Cleveland. Go on, my girl, Sasha. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going with Sasha. You know, I don't like the whole green mist thing. I'm going with Sasha. And last but not least, the main event of tomorrow, unless they end with The Undertaker, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Ah, I want to say Drew, but I just can't see Roman losing. Maybe it's a DQ, but either way, Roman Reigns wins. Cleveland? Uh, I really love the Tribal Chief, but, man, I told you I've been rocking with Drew McIntyre 2020, so I got Drew McIntyre coming out on top. Wow. It's Vince's old chosen boy versus Vince's new chosen boy. I'm going with the old one. I'm going with Drew McIntyre. I wow. Think victory. Um, I think he wins. Maybe should, this should be the Tones in Cleveland show because they apparently think a lot alike today. Uh, I'd probably get the same ratings too because all I do is blabbermouth half the time. Anyway, moving on to football. We got a rapid fire with this too. Here's what's going to happen. We each have a favorite team, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, and Dallas. We're all going to give our game prediction and score of our own game, and we're going to give you a game we're looking forward to. I'm going to start it off here first. I think Indianapolis 27, Green Bay 23 in a hard-fought battle on 325 Central Time, Fox Game of the Week. And the game I'm looking forward to most is the Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. It's a big game for me from a Colts fan perspective. And also, you have two six and three teams who have looked a little sluggish lately, both coming off losses. I think the Ravens eke it out in that one. Tones, I'm going to go to you next quick on the football. What's your thought on the two games you're providing? Well, Monday night football should be illustrious. We have two of the top teams in the NFL going head to head in the Rams and the Buccaneers, a Super Bowl rematch of a couple years ago. Uh, let's forget about the actual game itself as it was 10 to three, pretty Pretty boring that game was, but nonetheless, now we have Tom Brady in this high-powered Buccaneers offense. We have this Rams defense that's phenomenal with Aaron Donald. It's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think Rams fans uh, and Bucks fans are in for a treat. I do think the Buccaneers come out victorious because we could only come out lackluster on prime time so many games. I mean, they lost to the Bears on Thursday night football. Then they almost lost to the pathetic Giants on Monday night football. And then they get their ass kicked against uh, Sean Payton, the cheater on Sunday night football. I think that this fourth time is a charm. I think that this fourth time they're going to come out playing good. I think the Bucks win. Um, I'm going to go 30 to 20. And I think a game I'm looking out for, for weird reasons, but I think it's going to be fun. I'd obviously pick the Colts and Packers, but we're not going to pick other games here. I'm, I'm going to say I'm looking – I'm interested in seeing what Justin Herbert's able to do against the Jets team, and I'm interested to see what Joe Flacco brings to the table if the Jets will end up turning back to Sam Darnold because the Jets are in a weird conundrum where Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney could be – I'm just interested to see that football game. It's two bad teams record-wise, but it'll be a fun battle in Los Angeles. And Cleveland, over to you with your two games on thoughts. Well, Cowboys played uh, the Vikings. Um, Dalvin Cook's been on fire. I, I mentioned it last week. I called it. They were going to beat the Bears. At this point, the Cowboys, I feel the best thing to do is, uh, is to lose. We have, we have nothing to gain from winning. Our division is complete shit. Myron, I want you to know for an instant, the Giants are trash. <laughs> are trash, okay? The Cowboys aren't healthy. Um, Zeke's not playing great. Dex out. Um, our coach sucks. It's time we uh, 
we accept the loss for what it is. Um, projected score, we did throw a touchdown last time, so I'll go 10 to 27. I think that oh. would it up. I, think, I don't think we can stop it. And the game I'm really looking forward to is the Chiefs and Raiders. Mm-hmm. Raiders gave the Chiefs the first loss of the season. The Raiders have low-key been a very sleeper team. They have a good running back in Josh Jacobs, and Derek Carr has looked really good this season. And I think if the Chiefs, the Chiefs need to beat the Raiders to prove that they are unbeatable. So I think this is a, a big game right there. And back to your Colts, it was I, I was I was kind of like thinking the Colts could possibly beat Green Bay. Oh no! Pick if the guy know if Philip Rivers don't throw any interceptions, and I think they probably <laughs> do beat Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers is on a tear right now. Um, I think he lost the game a few weeks back, and I think ever since I think it was Tampa that whooped them, and after yep. that they've been on a hot streak and. The Colts have great defense, but it all comes down to what Phillip Rivers do in the pocket. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland's just trying to piss me off on this episode and end this show quickly, I see here, with first his Bella comments that were rude and now his Colts prediction loss. And I am just not happy with that. But wrapping things up, we've had a great show tonight. Uh, we always love having Tones on, and that he'll be on every season we're around. So as long as we keep having seasons, he'll be back. Tones, any final thought and for being on another guest of a great show of Cleveland Me? No, it was a fun time. Thanks for having me. You could follow me on Twitter at Tricky Tones BGTE. Follow my podcasts at Bucketeers and at Cracker Jack's Pod. And then follow uh, Time Skew. You can catch me every Wednesday night at 7 Central Time doing a football show. And then uh, sometimes I do fantasy football kickoff show in the morning and 10 a.m. on Sundays. We have a lot of cool podcasts. As Cleveland Me is one of them. I appreciate it. I appreciate the shirt. That contest was too easy. Up the challenge a little bit next time. I mean, that one big guy never replied. I'm still waiting for the guy to reply. If you're listening to this with your sideways profile picture, answer my tweet. Damn it. Answer me. Thanks for having me. And no problem. We're, we're glad to have you a part of the contest. We're always glad to have you on. And it's a great show. Cleveland, it's a Friday night. We're wrapping up quickly here. What's the last thought you have, the last Cleveland thought? Um, this has been a great episode. And again, <laughs> Myron, your Giants suck. <laughs> oh, my God. There, so much hate. on the, the. You know what? I can't do this anymore. We're already into SmackDown and tonight. We're going to be Survivor Series this Sunday. And on that note, I'm not even saying God bless and all that. I'm just tired of it. Screw this shit and good night.